Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Sunday service on this fifth Sunday of Lent. Today, we continue our series, Release, where Pastor Melvin will be speaking on releasing our old self later in the service. But this past week, after we filmed the sermon, we found out about the murders in Atlanta, where eight people lost their lives, six of which were Asian American women. Over the past year of the pandemic, we've seen a rise in anti-Asian harassment and hate crimes. The reporting center Stop AAPI Hate released its latest report that documented over 3,200 incidents in 2020, with already over 500 incidents these first three months of 2021. And both nationally and locally, women reported twice as many incidents as men. Now, while shocking, None of this is a surprise considering all the rhetoric of our former president and his cronies and the cultural forest fire that that ignited. It's sad that as we mark a year of life in quarantine, where we're all exhausted from the chronic weight of the past year, this atrocity drops in our lap as an unholy crescendo to the last 365 days. I know you're tired of this. I was talking with Pastor Sam Kim from our friends up at Japanese Baptist Church in Seattle, and we were resonating with each other, both of us as pastors feeling just wiped out and struggling to find the right words to say. Because we're a part of you. We're going through this with you. And I've been praying a lot this week, trying to figure out what God wants me to, to say to you and asking for help. On your behalf and on my behalf, a lot of help. And by the way, I hope we all know that this kid, everything he did had nothing to do with God. This was evil and twisted and wrong and the complete opposite of everything that we talk about here at Evergreen with the new humanity. If he did this in accordance with his faith, this was a dark perversion of Christianity, full of racism and sexism and violence and a whole lot of other American evangelical sins. And it underlines the fact that perhaps there is a holy war being fought for the soul of the American church, to free it from white supremacy, from Christian nationalism, a deadly understanding of human sexuality, a lust for violence, and maybe even a disregard for mental health, just to name a few. Because this is all so far from what God wants. as a church with a predominant population of diverse Asian Americans. We recognize not just the racism against our community, but also the crimes against our Asian American sisters, mothers, aunties, nieces, and daughters. Many of the women in the community have felt this crime in a profound way for totally justified and understandable reasons. And we honor and we respect that. But our entire community, though, has also felt this. And I invite all of the Evergreeners and our visitors who themselves do not identify as Asian or Asian American to honor our Asian American women and honor the Asian American community with us and to join us in lament and mourning on this day. You are a part of this family, too, and we want you to grieve with us. The emotions that come with Processing these killings, they're going to be different for all of us. Some are feeling rage. Some are 
feeling fear. Some may be feeling hopeless. Some may be feeling numb. Or maybe you just feel confused, not sure what to feel. That's all okay. I've, I feel like that too. And what I want to do this morning though is to create a holy space for all of us just to hold whatever we're feeling. And to, as we've been talking about each week, to release those things to God. Now don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Releasing isn't about throwing things away. It's about surrendering the things that matter deeply to us into God's hands. You see, these women matter. All Asian American women matter. The safety of our community matters. Our emotional grieving in this, whatever that may be, that matters. Because God believes that you and I matter. And God doesn't want us to throw away these feelings or to sweep this under the rug. He wants to hold this with us. You see, that's what it means to release. Now, typically we might have a moment of silence out of respect for these victims. But I was thinking about silence in the midst or in the context of our Asian American cultures. You see, the Western world sees silence as the absence of communication. But that's not true. You see, silence for us actually says a whole lot. We're experts at nonverbal communication. Sometimes it's what we don't say that carries the most meaning and emotion for us. And the rest of the world may not understand this, but we do. We know what our silence means. And this is not about keeping silent against evil. No, it's not about that. This is about expressing ourselves in a way that honors who we are and the cultures from which we come. Our silence clearly communicates our fear for our safety. Our silence screams our anger and rage against those who would hurt us and hate us and the cultural structures that enable all of this to happen. Our silence holds our confusion and our numbness to yet another incident that we're hearing about. Our silence holds our feelings of exhaustion and a sense of hopelessness that we might feel today. And so in a moment, I'm going to invite us into a time of silence, not as a time to sweep things under the rug, but as a cultural holy space of lament, a cultural holy space of grief and outrage as an Asian nonverbal expression of sorrow that can also be found in the Bible as Paul talks about the spirit who intercedes for us through wordless groans when we don't know what to say. And we hold that we're feeling, what we're feeling in this silence together and allow God to hold it with us. At funeral services, our evergreen pastors bow before the deceased. It's a carryover from our cultural roots as a sign of deep respect for the person and their families. And so this morning, I also want to give us, I also want to give those eight victims that same respect. And so at the end of our time of silence, I will also invite us to bow eight times, either a nod of the head or you can do a full deep bow if you like. But this is to show honor and respect to these victims. 
our Asian American women, and the larger Asian American community that we're a part of. And so at this time, let's close our eyes and enter into a time of nonverbal lament and allow God to hold our pain and our grief and our community with us. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Lord, we offer our thoughts, our feelings, our cries, and our silence to you. And now I invite you to bow eight times for the eight victims of the Atlanta murders, for our Asian daughters, nieces, sisters, mothers, and aunties, and for the Asian American community. Let's bow. In Jesus' name, amen. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. In dreams you will lose your heartache. Whatever you wish for, keep. Have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come smiling through. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing the dream that you wish will come true.
the beautiful and young Cinderella would sing this incredible melody to birds and small animals. And I would sing with her again and again and play the 33 and a third RPM record until it was white. It's a Walt Disney classic cartoon. And I was a Disney kid from out of the womb. I would sing all the Disney princesses songs. Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Alice in Wonderland, loud and clear in the privacy of my bedroom where I was safe and sound with doors locked and windows shut tight. It was my first closet. It was my sacred space where I was safe and free to be myself. I knew. I knew early on that I was gay, and in the 1960s and 70s, it wasn't safe or wise to let people know. And so I sang these gorgeous ballads to and for myself until I met Jesus, and I finally had an audience of one. Woohoo! God was my biggest fan. God would listen to me sing and revel in the sound that no one else could hear. And I went on with this private floor show for many, many years until God spoke these words into my heart and soul. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Our loving and merciful God gives you and me the power to release our old selves and to become the gift we were designed to be to and for the world. These verses from the letter Paul writes to the Roman church aren't just about all the bad stuff we need to get rid of. It's about anything that keeps us from becoming who and what we were designed to be. And I really like this particular version of these words because it reminds us that release is a process. Letting go of what has become so familiar and comfortable for us takes time and lots of hard work and energy and God's amazing grace. So interesting. When I finally began coming out at the ripe old age of 55, I soon discovered the very same thing. I thought it was gonna be a one-time deal. <laughs> Wrong. Coming out, releasing the familiar and comfortable place in the closet has been a long and arduous process and a choice 
I have to make each and every day. <laughs> it's crazy. While letting go of safe closets and being able to sing the Disney songs to everyone is wonderful, the new world is still strange to me. And I have to take risks and trust God to help me find my way. And God led me to a dream come true. I meet the love of my life, Mark Hamner, and we get married in May of 2016. It was so wonderful to be with my husband. We would walk down the streets together arm in arm, and sometimes we would get terrible looks from people. Once again, we had to choose. Mark and I had to choose between the safe hiding place and worshiping God by walking and singing and celebrating the life that God had made for us. And with Mark's great love and encouragement, I found more and more courage and strength to release the past and sing the songs I never would have dared to sing in public. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. In dreams you will lose your heartache. Whatever you wish for, you keep. My beloved husband died early in the morning, June 8, 2017, and I was, I was devastated. All of us have and are experiencing so much grief. And at the one year anniversary of Safer in Place, there is no way, no way to express the pain and agony of all we have lost. With the excruciating loss of Mark, I, I could feel myself regressing. It became more and more difficult for me to choose the new life because the new had come with a boatload of heartache. But my biggest fan stayed with me God let me cry and be sad for a long, long while until one day God tells me it's time. It's time to take an acting class at the Berkeley Repertory Theater. I walk into the classroom and meet all kinds of people. One and one of the best vocal coaches I have ever met, Rebecca. And even though the class was challenging and, and I was still grieving heavily, Rebecca made the class fun. I learned so much from her, even though I've taken countless voice lessons and over many, many years, she would help us do all these crazy exercises, a lot of them with our tongues hanging out of our mouths. Ba tan, Ba, ba, ba. 
I come to find out that I've been seeing with a lot of tension in my tongue and, and jaw. Her mantra to all of us was, release the voice and let the voice lead. It's much, it's much more difficult than you think. One day, about a year or so after the acting class began, it was my turn to perform in front of the class. I chose. I chose the song that I used to sing to my biggest fan. And so I began to sing with my newly released voice as best I could. Have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come smiling through. No matter how your heart is grieving, I had to stop singing because I started to cry. Rebecca asked me if I was okay and if I was, and how I was feeling. I cried because I heard the sound of my voice, my released voice that I had never heard or one that I had not heard for a very long time. I cried not only because of the sound, but all the things, all the ways God had made me to be that were locked up for so long. And the craziest part of all was that it scared me to death because I knew. I knew that if I continued to release my voice, God would lead me to places and things and people that would make me even more uncomfortable and require me to take greater risks as I obeyed my God-given design. My design, my calling, my audience is here. It's here on the streets where Mark and I receive terrible looks. It's here with people that could care less about God. It's here where people are dying, literally. And if we don't find a better way to love one another, there will be no one left to love, including ourselves. And I still have to choose every single day to release. Everybody needs to come out. It doesn't matter, gay, straight, male, female, we all have our closets that are comfortable and familiar to us. God's call to us is to release and to keep on releasing anything that keeps us from becoming the good and acceptable and perfect person you and I were made to be. And I know, it's scary. It's scary and, un and uncomfortable when we are repenting 
and exchanging the old for the new. God's promise is the best is yet to come. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Easter Sunday is coming. Take heart. Take heart, my friends, and have faith. Have faith in your dreams, and someday your rainbow will come smiling through. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing the dream that you wish, will come